This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, wonderful words of life, words of life and beauty. Teach me faith and duty, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life, beautiful Blessed one gives to all wonderful words of life. Sinner, list to the loving call wonderful words of life. Also freely given, wooing us to heaven. Beautiful words, wonderful. Wonderful words of life, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Sweetly echo the gospel call, wonderful words of life, offer pardon and peace to all, wonderful words of life. I shall safely reach the goal. 
He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here, while I live by faith and do his blessed will. A wall of fire about me, I've nothing now to fear. With his manna he my hungry soul shall fill. Then sweeping up to glory to see his blessed face, where the rivers of delight shall ever roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Yes, he's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians. Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message. And our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA radio. 93.1 FM, and it's live internet stream of www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and again through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Wenchel, and we want to thank them and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. A couple of announcements you may want to have is that uh, November 5th, Trinity Lutheran will have its bizarre and on the 6th, Little Falls will have a fall dinner. And you are welcome to both of those events. So hopefully you'll be well fed that weekend. Also, JAM meets every uh, Wednesday night. And we hope if you've got some young people that want to take part in that, we'd love to have them come. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay down before you, a candle and a cross, and you might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids and the home worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love, 
and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. God desires the truth in our inward being. Teach us wisdom in our secret hearts. Purge us with hyssop and we shall be clean. Let us hear joy and gladness. Let our weary bones rejoice. We confess our sins before God and one another. Gracious God, we have sinned against you and our neighbors. We have taken what is not ours and justified our actions. We have turned away from your wisdom. We have not done justice, love kindness, nor walked humbly with you. Forgive us by the, for the harms we have caused through word and action, and restore us to the joy of following your will for us. God knows our every weakness and yet loves us without ceasing. Rejoice and be glad for he is God of grace and mercy forgives you all your sins. For the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. We'll continue with another song. Thy kingdom show to thy 
continue with the prayer of the day. God of forgiveness, David betrayed your commandments and committed terrible crimes. Yet even his horrific sins were not too much for you to forgive. Remind us that there is nothing we can do that will turn you away from us. Amen. For the litany this morning, 
we have all that we need. Still, we want what others have. Worse, we want them to lose it so that we can have it instead, which is the very definition of covet. Return our attention to what is ours. Give us a heart of gratitude, O God, that we might seek the well-being of our neighbors and share out of our abundance so all might be satisfied. We will continue with the reading of the text. The first text comes from Psalm 51, verses 1 through 9. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transaction. I know my transactions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being, therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. The second text comes from Matthew 21, verses 33 through 41. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to the tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent in other slaves more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to the other tenants, who will give him the produce in harvest time. Here ends the readings. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi guys, have you ever done something that you know was wrong and then you wished it never had happened? Well, I'm sure you have. I know I have. I have a sister whose name is Cindy and when we were both in middle school, I took her favorite sweater and wore it to school without asking her first. I knew it was wrong but it's going to be okay, I thought. But it wasn't, because during art class, I spilled red paint on it that wasn't going to wash out. And then I caught the sleeve on a nail and ripped a hole in that sleeve. I knew she would be upset. What was I going to do? What would you have done? You know, when we sin, it hurts our spirit. 
So what happened when I realized that I had done a terrible thing to my sister? I said I was sorry for wearing her favorite sweater and destroying it. I also promised never to do it again. And you know what? My sister forgave me. It's just like that with God. When we sin, we hurt God. But God still loves us, no matter what we do. We need to recognize our sin and ask for forgiveness and promise never to do it again. God will forgive us and help us to remember to do things right. We will learn from our mistakes with God's help. Let's always try and remember that. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for forgiving us no matter what we do. Keep us safe and thank you for loving us. Amen. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in the hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. As I was preparing for this sermon, I came across this uh, short poem by Gerhard Frost, which doesn't totally fit in some ways, and yet it does, and that 
Many times we do things, even unintentionally and sometimes intentionally, uh, that change our world. It's called I Stilled a Song. The 7th of May, I stilled a song today. A meadowlark flew up from the grass as I sped by. I had no time to avoid the crash and I saw the broken body fall as I stole a glance at the rearview mirror. I can't tell where the bird was going when I killed it. I only know that it was on its way from song to song, for that's the way a meadowlark flies in spring. It will never sing again. I think of myself a teacher and parent and wonder how often have I killed an imagination or darkened a dream. How often have I stilled a song? It is no small thing to kill a song. As we go to the text today, we see a person like David who was close to the heart of God and yet did some horrible things. So we need to face ourselves as David had to face himself because David was forced to confront the consequence of his sin. So the theme for today is that. The Sunday school version of this story of David and Bathsheba tells it that the two were deeply in love. The grown-up version is far more insidious, which is perhaps why we don't often hear it preached. But to hear out the stories of the despicable things God's beloved people did does a disservice to the Bible, its story, God's people, and God. From a very young age, David was beloved. He grew up entitled. Samuel anointed him, David as, anointed David as a child, marked to be king of Israel. David won the hearts of Israel when he defeated Goliath. God blessed him with kingship, riches, land, women, and victories over his enemies. David had everything except that to which he was not entitled, another man's wife. The part of the story we don't read today tells us that he tried to trick Uriah into sleeping with his wife so that David's indiscretion, soon to be made known due to Bathsheba's pregnancy, would remain secret. When that didn't work, David sent Uriah into battle to certain death. David just didn't steal the man's wife. He literally plotted an intricate plan to get away with murder. But God wasn't having it. God sent Nathan, a trusted court prophet, to confront David about his actions. Through a parable, Nathan caught David in betrayal, adultery, and murder. What we don't get in today's story is David's remorse, which only followed God's threat to destroy David's house by the sword. Maybe we leave today's story with David's sin because sometimes we all need to sit with the knowledge of the consequences of our sin for a bit. Sometimes we push past the consequences so quickly because we want the things to be behind us. We don't want our biblical heroes to be marked by their sin. We don't want our own lives shaped by our sin either. But our lives are marked by sin, even when we consider ourselves good people. We sin, 
Our sin carries consequences. What happens next is up to us. We continue, we can continue as if the sin never happened, but when we do so, we fail to claim the fullness of what is meant to be human, to be God's beloved, flawed, thoughtful, remorseful, and forgiven human. Instead of running from our sin, maybe like David, we can let ourselves be confronted by it, look it straight in the eye, own it, and then decide what to do with what we now see. I like Psalm 51 because they say it was kind of written after David and Bathsheba. As it talks here, we didn't cover it in our story so much about how David repented, but we get the feel of that in the verses that we shared. And then as we talk about the create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I remember when I was searching for God when I was uh, a college student trying to figure out who I was and how I was as God's child. Every day in chapel at Waldorf, we sang the song, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, but let thy Holy Spirit dwell in me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. So I came, as I thought about this text, I, I thought about three words that came out, create, restore, and renew, and renew a right spirit within me. Parts of that psalm, which David sang. Because when we understand our sin, it hits us hard and we look for things that are important that we can hold on to. Now, adultery and murder we may not have flagrantly seen or done, but there are things and pictures that we have. I can remember when I first got a job at our school back home in Iowa, the two old timers who were janitors there looked at me, this new kid working for the summer from college, and they smiled a little bit because the first job was cleaning out the coal burning furnace. It was a big thing. And I had to go in as the new one and go in and sweep out and, and take a brush and clean it all on the walls, on the ceiling and everything. And it took me a few hours to do it. When I w walked to go in, I didn't think much of it, but the guys were smiling pretty good because they knew what I was gonna come out looking like. I was covered from head to toe with coal and soot. And boy, when I got home, I really felt good in that shower. To get everything cleaned out and cleaned off. A desire for it, a wanting to. Another time when I was young, about seven years old, I climbed over a fence while my brother and dad were working with the hogs. It had been an especially wet spring and it was mucky. And as I tripped over the fence as I went across, I fell headfirst, a belly flop right into the peat, the, the pig manure. When I looked up, all I saw were my dad and my brother laughing so hard. I could hear their laughter all the way into the house as I went to get cleaned off. Oh, how I wanted to be clean at that time. Isn't that what David is saying as he talks about creating me a clean heart? Wash me thoroughly and I shall be clean. 
Get rid of all the muck and all the things that are going on. And these sins that I have done are horrible. Let me be clean again, Lord. You see, David did repent. David did something that so many of our political leaders in the past and today don't do. They don't admit it. Granted, Nathan had to put it to him pretty straightforward, but when he did, he faced it. I think of all the heroes that I've had in our politics in this country, and when I read the history stories of LBJ and JFK and uh, how they treated women, I think of of Bill Clinton, I think of uh, Donald Trump and Herschel Walker today. What do, we, what, what do we say to these guys? How do we get them to understand that power doesn't give you the right to treat other and use somebody else for your own gain? Power is to be used to serve. And one of the things we as a church need to be more like Nathan, who go to our leaders, Democrat, Republican, I don't care who, and make sure they understand that it is in serving others that we have our strongest witness. It is not by lording it over and making people to do what we think is right and what we may even know is right. It is serving them and caring for them, loving them, forgiving them, and offering forgiveness and mercy as God does. Create in us a clean heart. That's what David longed for, and that's what he got. David also wanted to be restored. And restore has that whole thing of, again, a personal thing. I remember when I got to camp, we, had a, we changed the whole chapel around. And in that chapel, we had a, an altar that had been used by one of our churches, and it was in tough shape. So I got the job of taking a toothbrush and scrubbing it and getting all the varnish and everything off and renewing it. Oh, how it felt good to renew that altar and to have it last for 30, 40 years at the camp. Or I think of this last summer when I looked at, uh, well, when I looked at the drought and stuff and we saw the corn starting to curl or we saw plants starting to droop because they didn't have enough rain. And when the rain comes, how it refreshes and you see the corn open up and you see the plants perk up, refreshing, bringing us back to what we should be and who we should be. Isn't that what we want in our church and in our world and community? To have God create clean hearts in us, to have his spirit where we don't get cast off. I mean, that's the worst thing I can think of is to have his spirit cast us off but to be renewed and refreshed. We think of Peter on denying Jesus. Could have done what Judas did. But he followed Jesus. And he heard the words of Jesus, feed my sheep if you love me. It was hard on Peter, but Peter became a powerful witness to the love of Jesus. Paul, who committed murder, also. And if he didn't commit it, he was at least approving of it and arresting people so that they were caught in it. But he became a powerful witness again as Jesus met him and said, Why are you persecuting me, Saul? 
and he became Paul, one of the great missionaries, and many of our books in the New Testament are written by Paul. Well, where does that leave you? Where does, where does it leave me? We might say, well, I haven't, I haven't committed murder. I haven't done all those things. But again, like that shower, whether it's take off all the soot and all the dirt, I find it interesting that most of us take a shower every day, or so many of our kids do for sure, and sometimes two and three showers. And it's not because they always need it. The, the dirt isn't so noticeable. The sweat doesn't smell so bad. But they want it because of the ritual or they're used to doing it and it feels good. When we did the confession of sins today, we have sinned against you and our neighbors, O oh God. We have taken what is not ours and justified our actions, and we have turned away from your wisdom. We have not done justice, loved kindness, nor walked humbly with you. Forgive us for the harms we have caused through our word and action, and restore to us the joy of following your will for us. Did you hear that? Is that what we say? Is that what we feel? Is that what we know? Because God knows our every weakness and sees right through us and yet loves us without ceasing. Rejoice and be glad, for God is a God of grace, of mercy, who forgives every one of your sins, those that are little, those who aren't noticeable, and those that are so obvious that you cannot help but notice. He does it all for the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ. What a blessing to be a follower of Jesus to be made clean, to be restored, and to be refreshed by his spirit. Amen. Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O
We continue our service by sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Continue with the prayers of the Church. justice and mercy, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God, who surprises us with faithfulness when we least deserve it, show us mercy when we fail, and help us to walk in your ways boldly and with grace. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. When we fall short, creation suffers. Yet when we strive for faith, hope, and love, creation sings your glory. Make us good stewards of all you have made, that we may sing your praises together. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. As King David proved, even great leaders fall short. Forgive our world leaders for the things they do or don't do, and give them repentant hearts, that they might govern with justice. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Heal all who struggle with illness, pride, selfishness, addiction, abuse, grief, or anything that causes suffering. And especially today, we remember Arlene Johnson, Jeanette Helling, Jean Hoisington, Rachel and Derek Helling, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Matt Crerup, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Dave Christensen, Helen Jorgensen, Torian Silty, Chuck Hutton, Ida Martinson, Edna Henriksen, Dixie Tag, Richard Roos, Shirley Lenz, and Clara Garish. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Open our eyes to see human need within our community and give us hearts and hands to fill those needs at every turn. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. With gratitude, we look to the saints for their leadership in modeling humility 
with their lives of love and service to you. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We lift all for whom we pray into your loving arms, O God, in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done, to love and serve our neighbors. We'll continue with the offertory prayer. Generous God, we offer ourselves to you, imperfect as we are, to serve as you direct us. Accept us, and these are humble gifts for your work in the world. Amen. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord. In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that there's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the We shall sing on that beautiful shore The melodious songs of the blessed And their spirit shall sorrow no more 
Not a sigh for the blessing of rest In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore To our bountiful Father above We will offer our tribute of praise For the glorious gift of His love And the blessings that hallow our days In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful There's a dark and a troubled side of life There's a bright and a sunny side too Though we meet with the darkness and strife The sunny side we also may view Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side on the sunny side of life It will help us every day It will brighten all the way If we keep on the sunny side of life The storm and its fury broke today Crushing hopes that we cherish so Clouds and storms will in time pass away. The sun again will shine bright and clear. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if we keep on sunny side of life Let us greet with the song of hope each day Though the moment be cloudy or fair Let us trust with our Savior always Who keepeth everyone in his care Keep on side of life It will help us every day It will brighten all the way If we keep on the sunny side of life If we keep on the sunny side of life Be not dismayed whatever will take care
Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amber, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you.